I am here, Master. I appreciate your genius. You, you cannot experience the terror, the exquisite fear that I inspire in those who dare oppose me. At best, your befogged mind can merely twitch and ah! Master, that's not And we're live. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Room Prime Podcast. This is episode 90 of the Room Prime Podcast. It's your boy, Room Prime, and today's day is December 7th, 2021. And I have a guest for you tonight. We're supposed to have done this during Thanksgiving, but unfortunately, I got sick, non-COVID related, but we are here live with Juriari of the Juriari Show, and and say hello, Drew. Uh, hello, Drew. Uh, hey, what's going on? Right now? <laughs> I'm sorry if I sound like I'm in a cave right now. Um, my mic that I bought for my phone doesn't want to work on Skype. It works on Anchor, but. You know, that's another thing. But uh, hey, what's going on, guys? I appreciate you for having me on. Of course. This is a long time coming. Uh, I mentioned this earlier. Um, we're supposed to have done this over Thanksgiving, but, you know, I got sick. And I, I was trying to tough it out. But unfortunately, like, I was like, yeah, I was just so exhausted from work and... I figured, hey, we can just do it another time. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> so there's always time to, you know, reschedule and and to do this. But glad to have you with uh glad to have you with me on this on this uh, show. It's first time having a guest. So you know, this is gonna be great, but glad you're here again. And let's see. Shameless plugs. Um you have a podcast i do yes you do you have a patreon and when were you, when were you gonna tell me this uh well just now i guess <laughs> like just just now <laughs> but uh yeah um i've been on Juriari's podcast the Juriari show many times and i figured hey Gotta, he has to be on And I've been saying it and saying it But we're, we're here now <laughs> I've been saying it but it's come to fruition And his podcast uh, Deep dives into uh, Comic books Pop culture Movies And wrestling And his Patreon Which you should all Go ahead and join Just on on Patreon, just search for the Drew Yari Show, and you'll get tons and tons of content just for five bucks a month, and you gotta just you'll be more entertained than what you see on TV. I'm just saying, and with how a lot of the stuff on TV is, it's it's pretty it's lackluster. So for five bucks a month, you get a show with moi. And it's 
the worst of the worst where we discuss horrible movies uh uh cult classics guilty pleasures and we just discuss them shit on them and and yeah we've done eight or nine episodes so far and yeah, yeah. Uh, i think it's not okay I have to go back, but i think it's Okay, so yeah, we we've done we've done a, a couple episodes, and we still got to do we still got to do a few for for this month. But we'll we'll definitely. Yeah, this month, I think I'm sorry, I don't make cut you off. But I think yeah. this month, I think I think this month you wanted to do Schwarzenegger. Yes, yes, that that is what I wanted to do because uh, he has a lot of uh, he has a lot of good films, but he also has a lot of not so good films. So. No. I wanna, and we technically did one with I think we did Dark Fate, um, if I'm not mistaken, and early on in the series and oof, but he wasn't a star. Like he he's a star, but he wasn't the the, the lead, so that doesn't count. But we'll do his like one of his like movies where he was a star, but we'll discuss that later. But yeah, we, you know, we are here. And again, five dollars a month. Check out Juryari's Patreon. You get all his content, his podcasts, and all his other shows. Um, not just me on it, but he has a whole bunch of uh, a, a plethora of of cohorts that he does uh, content with. And again, five bucks, you're able to enjoy that how you like. So, Drew. Uh, Let's get let's let's get into this. So, I don't know if you heard about the recent news that there was going to reboot X Men. There's going to reboot the X Men series, uh, the animated series uh, that aired on Fox. And at first, I was kind of hyped about it. I was like, "Oh shit!" Because I know for everyone listening, and I know, and I hope so, but I know we were all, like, just, we were all uh, fans of X-Men back when it was on, you know, Fox. And when we heard that this was going to be, you know, a thing that was going to be coming back, I, f- I had mixed feelings at first. I was like, well, none of nostalgia grab, nostalgia bait. But as soon as I heard... What was going on, and what were what were they gonna do, and who was leading the charge? Um, I instantly, you know, as, as they say, you get really excited, and then you just get flaccid. And to me, it's just proof that just a rebooting things just for nostalgia is not always a good thing. But also, when and this is like the main theme. It's all this people going in and destroying said IPs and said, uh, you know, original ideas and intellectual properties. I noticed this with a lot of things and X-Men, as they're dubbing the X-Men 97, because the X-Men series ended in 1997. So, what are your thoughts about um, you know this reboot that's going to go on? And if you heard any news, 
um, about this? Well, I mean, it's not a reboot. It's it's going to be a, a continuation of the, of the series after it ended in '97. And right, right, right. They're, they're bringing a lot of the. As a matter of fact, they're bringing everybody that was in the original series to do um, the original characters that they did, like Wolverine and you know uh, Magneto. I believe I think Jennifer Hale was attached to it or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then they're bringing in new characters, of course. So. I mean, I'm I'm always going to be skeptical whenever they decide to bring something back. Yep. You know, whether whether it's a direct sequel or a reboot or restart or remake, whatever you want to call it. I'm always going to be skeptical, depending on what it is. I mean, if it's something that I don't really that I'm not really that invested in, yep. I'm not going to bother with it. Like, you know, I'm not really a huge. I've never been a huge Ghostbusters fan, so I haven't seen the new one that just came out. You know, I've heard people say it was like really good and. Um, you know, me and Ruben covered the the reboot that came out in 2016. You know, go with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm saying I'm um, sorry, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I can't. So with X Men, you know, I love X Men. I grew up on the cartoon. We all did. You know, that's that was kind of everyone's gateway. If you've never read a comic book, that was your gateway into reading. You know, like an X Men comic. You no. Know? Um, you know, it was, at, it was that Saturday morning, you know, lineup. You know, on Fox, you got the X Men, um, Spider Man, and then you know, Batman the Animated Series. And so that was your gateway into comic books, you know, or into the movies, or into the material. So I'm going to give it a chance. Um, I also think with X Men, you can't really say that they're going to be too woke because with X Men, they've always been about social agendas. They've always tackled social agendas. I mean, <clears throat> X Men was created during the Civil Rights Movement. You know, that was there. That was Stanley's way of addressing racism. You know, because the 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 mutants were the minorities, right? And they were hated and feared by the public. And you know, there's also a, a tiny rumor that um, Professor Xavier was modeled after Martin Luther King, and Magneto was modeled after Malcolm X, and when you look at their character arcs, it's like, well, that actually does kind of make sense. <laughs> like yep. they're like they are pretty much like Malcolm X and Doctor King. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a chance. I mean, it's supposed to come out in two, in two years, which is odd. I mean, yeah. but it's it's, anima- it's an animated cartoon, so you know they tend to take a lot longer than like live action shit. But I mean, I'm I'm going to watch it. I'm I'm hooked. I mean, it's Marvel, so. And, you know, the way I see it, me and Jeff Lippman have this thing where, you know, shout out to Jeff Lippman, where, you know, we agree Marvel can do no wrong, even though they always, they haven't always put out hits. Um, but I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to watch it because I love the cartoon and it's still something I can watch. I mean, if you have Disney Plus, you can watch the X-Men cartoon. Like they have every single episode of that and the Spider-Man cartoon. So um, I- I'm hyped for it. I will give it a watch. And if it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. That's pretty much my the way I look at things. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic, and <clears throat> I'm I'm always always been a fan of comic books. If it's uh, DC, Marvel, and yeah, and like you said, with how X Men was modeled after, you know, the civil rights movement. You have the, the two uh, 
two of my favorite characters, which are uh, Magneto and Professor X. Uh, they're a model after Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, respectively. And a lot of people don't understand is that when you try to, to you know, I, I guess is a new term I thought of, but wokenize or whatever, like you actually, you actually can't fuck it up. But the problem is that these people they just want to spin and put their ideology. And it's what happens when people that don't really know history are behind these, you know, these continuations, these reboots, these reimaginings, and they get it wrong because a they don't look at the source uh, source material, b they they are not, you know, students of history, and I always bring up history because we got to learn from it to do better and and it's the issue i have with modern entertainment with modern entertainment it's just one big uh lecture one big you know hey you you're wrong because your thoughts don't align with mine it's like listen i don't want to be lectured i want to be entertained i remembered uh the x-men series from back in the day and it still holds up like it still holds up even to a lot of these, you know, compared to a lot of the new stuff that we have because it's the nineties. I'm a nineties kid, and I know there wasn't a lot. Like not everything that came out in the nineties was good. Just, just yeah. to yeah, just to emphasize that yeah, I was born in the nineties, but everything that came out it wasn't good. You know, there was a lot of stuff that that was kind of shitty. But the stuff that was good, like X-Men, for example, there is no way you can fuck that up unless you go in there and your whole mission is to just destroy it. To like, just literally um, put your, you know, your woke agendas. And me, if they were to continue it as is, none of the BS, I'm A-OK with it because... You know the the fact of the matter is, just look look at the look look at the roots. Look look at where it it, it was mile after at the times, and and you know you was I know you're a little bit older than I am, but a lot of the stuff from you know the 80s 90s, they have that that you know that underlying message, but it wasn't uh what how can I say this? It wasn't pandering it wasn't uh luxury like fresh prince of bel-air uh fire matters shows like that like they had their entertainment they had their serious moments and they had those instances where you know the characters they dealt with racism but it wasn't in a way that was preachy or that put people down and i, I just wish that you know i just wish that we didn't we didn't keep getting that I just wish that we just had, hey, you have a good TV show. Yes, you can have an underlying message, but it's not too preachy, not too pretentious. Um, What are your thoughts on that? Um, Yeah, it's just like nowadays we're too pandering. You know, with X-Men, you can't you can't be too. So, you know, like like I mentioned, you can't have too much social, you know, agendas or virtue signaling because, you know, X-Men you know, they 
built they built the ground up by basically just like you know like i mentioned earlier the comic came out or the series itself came out during the civil rights era so you know you can still get away with social agendas but you know i.e don't be like in dark phoenix when <laughs> fucking lawrence literally said you know the women save all the men around here why not call it ex women it's just like <laughs> like even, even my girlfriend who my girlfriend's I, I'm, I'm so glad she's not like that where she doesn't do the virtue signaling shit because she'll call out bullshit like that she even said when she was in the theater she went uh like that like that was her reaction <laughs> i mean with with preachy shit it's just you know the the fresh prince reboot i don't know if you want to talk about that but like the reboot it's it wasn't needed because the show was perfect the way it was it was fine the way it was that's the show yeah. that, that's the show i i don't want to sound like i'm you know big shit over here but that's a show i can maybe quote with every single episode i can i can watch a second of it and go okay the episode's about this Will's going to do this. Carlton's going to do this. So, and Will Smith's a part of it, which makes it even more disappointing. Yeah, because you, you can already tell they're going. There's going to be so much, you know, virtue signal. Oh hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> and not to say that you know the original Fresh Prince didn't have like social agendas, but they did it in a way that was clever and less annoying. Where the episode where Will and Carlton get pulled over and they're in jail. Yeah, like they they made that into a comedy, but in the end, they remind you, oh shit! Even a rich white, even a even a black kid that lives in the suburbs and that lives in a nice house and that's driving a nice car in a shady neighborhood can still get pulled over for no reason. You know what I mean? Right. Like the end of the episode, you know, uh, uh, Carlton's making it very clear. You know, I. I was driving this speed limit in this neighborhood and Will made it very, just he, he reminded him, it doesn't matter who your dad is. You know, the cops are only going to see one thing, Yep. you know, and it, it ends on a very somber note. We're like, Oh shit. You know what I mean? So yep. I, here's one thing. I don't agree with any of the, like the virtue signaling and like, you know, the, the wokeness, which I hate that word by the way. Um, but a lot of these movie studios, a lot of these TV studios, I forgot who said this, but if there's money to be made, they're going to do it, even though they're losing money. Yeah. You know, i.e. I. the fucking uh, Ghostbusters movie, that tanked. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm flip-flopping, but I'm, I have a point. But yeah, no, 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 tanked. it's good. Look, it's it's all good. If, if you got to uh, jump from one... Uh, lily pad to the other is all good <laughs> it's all good exactly. just i'm just forewarning everyone so i tend to flip-flop but i have a point so the news go but the new ghostbusters movie apparently didn't get good reviews on rotten tomatoes which you know that's just laughable that whole website in general but like the audience score is hot people love it and they say it's you know almost like watching the original and there are some people online that are pissed off because they looked at it as like, uh, you didn't like the one with the women, but you like the one that, well, the lead of the movie is a little girl. And all that, you know, the sexiest man alive. But, yeah. um, 
like, look at both movies and tell me what the difference is. Like, and I said on our review, I didn't go in thinking this is going to be too woke. And I didn't even think the original was really that woke, even though there were maybe like a few moments where I was even like, okay. Whereas <laughs> this one, I haven't seen it, but judging by it, it looks like you're watching an 80s movie. It looks like you're watching Stranger Things or, you know, the Goonies or something like that because the lead is a little girl. Mm. And, and Paul Rudd, the sexiest man. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, just, it's, it's just tiring because you'll see things and you can already tell what's going to happen. And a lot of these, like I said, a lot of these movie studios, you know, TV studios, they have, you know, there's money to be made. And the... I'm going to use something that somebody said to me, and these aren't my words, so don't like write me any hate mail for it. He's just a messenger. Don't 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 attack the messenger. <laughs> the world is being run by a woman, and what I mean by that is, you know, back in the day. Not to say that back in the day was either, was much better, but right. entertainment was much more enjoyable back then. To where now everything has to be. Everything we have to cater to certain audiences. We have to look out for somebody's feelings. We can't hurt somebody's feelings, even though if we say a funny joke and one out of four people, the other three people are laughing, and the one person has their arms crossed and they're offended by it, and we have to apologize to that one person. Right. You know, and it's just, you know, I say run by a woman, you know, from what this person told me, where I look at it as like, you know, the ideology of most women is that they're, they're sensitive yep. and you know, they get their feelings hurt and women, any women listen to the show, guys get their feelings hurt too. I'm just going by what this person told me, the ideology. So it, I think in some aspects he's right, but I also think, you know, with the times, it almost feels like we're going backwards and not forward because you know, back then, you know, Elvis Presley had to get censored on, on, uh, I forgot whose show because, you know, he was, the way he was gyrating was too suggestive. So they had to only film him from the top up mm. how bad things were. Whereas nowadays it's just like, you know, Dave Chappelle is getting canceled because he had the balls to say something wasn't right. And what he said wasn't even really offensive what he said wasn't even like disrespectful he just said well why is it okay for this person to do this but it, this when it's hard for this person to do it right when, when you're not agreeing with everything then all of a sudden you're labeled like oh you're a homophobe oh you're a racist you know it's like um i'll use something that happened to me recently so jay cargill from AEW and I don't have the quote in front of me, she posted a long tweet where she talked about black women in wrestling, you know, getting a lot of disrespect on from fans. And I read, I made sure to read her old tweet because I'll admit I've been sucked into this where I'll just see the headline and I'll go, huh, without even reading the actual article. So this time I really are. And Jade Cargill is one of those wrestlers that doesn't know how to enter. Yes. She doesn't like she she's kind of an ass like she doesn't really know a lot about the rest of the business and she's 
extremely new. So she has a lot to learn. So, you know, and I just put, you know, it's not really about race. It's about the wrestling. And I, I even put, you know, two black women main event wrestling. It's not about race. It's about the talent. Because you get Bianca Belair. You know, Bianca Belair is well-liked in the company. She's well-liked by the fans. You know, same thing with Sasha. Well, maybe not Sasha so much. I'll go back to Bianca. But <laughs> Bianca is well-liked. You never see Bianca really get in trouble or run her mouth on me. Matter of fact, I don't even think I've ever really seen Bianca post anything else. So, I just think Jade Cargill's an asshole that thinks, you know, she's a lot better than she actually is when she's really not. Yeah. Um, and also, I'd be I'd be ignorant not to think, hey, maybe you know, well, not maybe, but Jay does probably get a lot of stupid shit said to her, just like maybe Bianca gets stupid shit said to her, or or Sasha or Naomi. So, and a lot of people were commenting, making it look like I was saying, well, well two people literally said. Oh, two black people main event at WrestleMania, racism solved. And I'm just like, you clearly did not read what I actually said. Yeah, that, that, that's the that's the thing, Drew. Uh, a lot of people on the internet, they they just they have their own filter for the most part, and they just perceive everything to be to be racist when it doesn't align with with what they think and i noticed that like i I saw your tweet and i commented on it i tweeted you know and i basically said listen jade is awesome just physically she's unique not a lot of women look like her she has that going for her she has her you know her, her presence like again not a lot of people look like her Physically, she's impressive, and she can be something someday. However, in the ring, she's green as shit, and that's because she hasn't been, you know, if, I'm surprised they don't have a, a performance center or they train before the show starts, you know, j- just to get warmed up, get just to get more comfortable, you know, before, you know, if she has to wrestle and out. Uh, but you can't just be flexing and posing and thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm top shit. I mean, in terms of your physique, hell yeah. But your wrestling ability, you should at least learn the basics. And if she learns the basics, she gets that down, she will be big. But right now, no. And is that racist to say? No. That's just stating facts. But of course, when you have these narrow-minded people it's like it's it's never enough there's a ton of black professional wrestlers and they're phenomenal but it's again it's never enough with these people if you say something constructive not even you know yeah there's gonna be Ass hats and clowns out just say, oh, you know, she's a, a, a fucking N-word or whatever. We know this. It's not common like like the rain, but we know that that's, that's something that goes on. That's, that's something that people say. It's a very small minority, but when you say something constructive, hey, listen, 
you're just not good in the ring. And there was footage from her match on Rampage, and she was botching. She almost injured uh, Thunder Rosa's uh, like protege, and I'm like, like she, I forgot what move she was doing, like like a, I forgot the move that she did, but she completely missed the uh, the turnbuckle when she hit the um, her opponent hit the uh, her face hit the ropes. I'm like, oof. Even the referee was like, oh shit, like, cause that was a fucking botch. And yet people are protecting her. Like, oh my God, like she can do no wrong. It's like, yes, people can do wrong. People are, people are, are, are people. They make mistakes. They fuck up. But it's crazy that, yes, you want her to be great and she will be someday. But by shielding her from any, uh, criticism and accountability You stunt her You stunt her growth And as well as Jade If she's not willing to A. Use the internet if She doesn't know how to internet And if she doesn't take the criticisms To better herself The constructive ones Not just the fucked up ones Because there are a lot of fucked up opinions that people have But if you just take The constructive criticism because I'm sure a lot of people have said, hey, she's got to get better in the ring. Then she'll be a better person. She'll grow. It's not like she's in her fucking 30s or 40s. She's, she has a good ways to go. But if she doesn't learn how to take criticism, then forget about it. And I think she uh, deactivated her Twitter. She deleted her Twitter because I can't find like her account. Nowhere, so I, I'm guessing she. Uh, I'm guess yeah, she. Uh, she deleted her Twitter, and it's a shame too, because, goddamn. Um, yep, she. Her Twitter does not have. Her Twitter is not found, uh, and that's that's a shame. Um, t- to me, it's just proof that. For all all the, the the confidence that people seem to have online, the moment the moment people say something, you know, well enough people say it, they just go hide. They can't take any criticism. They just delete their the Twitter, delete their social media. I, I'm it's just a thing in wrestling. It's just the main thing in wrestling that people tend tend to do. They just they can't take criticism, constructive criticism, and they just delete their Twitter and they just they they make it worse by uh, doubling down, you know. And I, I I guess we're racist for saying, hey, Jade. While Jade is phenomenal physically, and she she has a, a look to her, she's not good in the ring. I guess we're racist for that, but it's okay because. We were fans of hers. I think, as someone, uh, you know, we're fans of hers. We want her to improve, but that's that's bad. We we just we just we should just shut up and just have her just accept her for what she is, uh, for her not to get better, not for her to you know go up the ladder in, in the main event scene and be something. And you know, two to three years, we're, we're terrible human beings. But it's okay because I'm still a fan of hers. Um. Yeah, and it's just like I, I, I try not to 
like when people send me stupid shit, I'll look at their profile and usually they'll have a, if they have a profile picture of like their favorite anime character and they have like, <laughs> just go, yeah, I'm not going to, but one, I, I guess it was a girl. Cause there was a picture of a girl and a guy. So I don't know if it was a girl or a guy or both, but maybe both drew. You never know. You, you're assuming Probably. you're assuming their gender, Drew. How can okay. how could you? <laughs> God, we canceled uh, uh, But um, no, they replied to it and they and they just said, "Well, they asked like, well, how many people of color uh, have main evented a, a wrestling show?" I'm like, "Huh." Hmm. So, uh, and they were talking about women. So I was like, "Okay, so Sasha has already main evented a few pay per views. I know her." Her and Charlotte main evented Hell in the Cell. She, or her and Bianca main evented Mania. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bailey, I know she main evented a pay-per-view. I think it's Survivor Series. Uh, her and Sasha main evented a takeover. Yep. Uh, not the Brooklyn one, but it was another takeover. It was the first ever Iron Women's match. Oh, that was a good uh, match, though. Oh, yeah. Io Shirai has main evented two takeovers, I believe. Yep. Um, let's see. Naomi technically co-mated in a WrestleMania, and that was in 2017 when she came back and won the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Uh, let's see. Raquel Gonzalez main evented two pay-per-views, or two takeovers, I'm sorry. Uh, A Hispanic woman. Uh, let's see. Who else? Did Oscar? Did Oscar main evented, uh... Any um, any pay per views, any takeovers from my recollection? I know she co main evented a the TLC pick. Okay, yeah, that TLC when she won the the mm-hmm. SmackDown Women's title. Mm-hmm. I was on and vacation I, that day. Uh, I think it was. Well, the match was actually her, uh, Becky Lynch, and I believe Charlotte. Oh yeah, yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, and if we're talking about men, let's see. We currently have a black world champion in Big E. Yes. And then before that, we had Bobby Lashley, another black man. Yep. Uh, we currently have a a Polynesian Samoan wrestler as the Universal Champion. Uh, we have two. Pol- we have a Polynesian tag team as the tag champions. Who else do we have? Oh, we have a Puerto Rican uh, U.S. champion, Damian Priest. Shout out to my Puerto Ricans out there. <laughs> uh, we have an Asian or Japanese. Is he is Nakamura? Is he Japanese? He's Japanese, yeah. Japanese as the Intercontinental Champion. Granted, he hasn't defended it since he won it, but he's still a champion. Yeah. Uh, let's see NXT. Who do we have over there? Uh, we currently have Carmelo Hayes, a black man, as their North American champion. Yep. Uh, tag champions, uh, Imperium. I mean, I mean they're still white, but they're you know another nationality, so we can count. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, NXT. Uh, yeah. You look at WWE; their champions are diverse. They are, like. As much shit as you want to give WWE, they are diverse. Yep, and rightfully so. They they deserve a lot of shit that gets thrown at them. But oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then AEW, you look over there. It's freaking Whitey Central. <laughs> Nothing but white. You have Adam Page, white. Uh, you have their their TNT champion, who's Sammy Guevara. Where? Sammy Guevara's Hispanic, so, yeah. Yeah, he's Hispanic, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, you have a lot of white people. A lot of white people. Britt Baker, white. Yeah. That's a, that a white girl. Um, yeah, the Lucha Brothers are the tag champions. Everyone else who gets opportunities, white. They go over in WWE, they're diverse as well. So. Yeah. And, and, and the, the thing is with people online, if it's with wrestling or anything, they they tend to step on their own tongues a lot of times because they talk about, oh, everything isn't diverse enough. But then, then you see where the hypocrisy comes in because they talk all this crap, but then what they support or what they like isn't as diverse. But they're they're coping. A lot of times they're coping and also a lot of times they're just projecting uh, their own shortcomings. You know, they're they're guilty of something and because of that they want to just double down. They want to project and call other people. They want to call you uh, the racist one. They want to call you uh, the bigoted one or misogynistic when them themselves, you know, exhibit those behaviors, those characteristics that they claim that you are. And and especially like you said, I'm not going to take anyone seriously that has a a a gray, you know, gray silhouette as their profile picture, or someone that has an anime picture or a picture of a wrestler, and they only have like two two to ten followers. I don't take them seriously. They're just bots. They're just trolls. They're in that corner of Twitter where no one is talking to them, so they feel powerful. When they just virtual signal, and that's the problem that that we have is like, wow, it's cool for people to share their opinions. Unfortunately, you have a lot of these knuckleheads that, and you know, I like to make this joke. People, uh, especially wrestling fans, and it's always it's always with wrestling. And we're gonna talk about something wrestling related before we get into the other topics because. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of stupid. With I don't know you you know about Sarfans being attacked at the uh, the Barclays Center because uh, they they were here in Barclays Center. Shit, it was a shit raw, by the way. But actually, we talk about it now. So a few weeks back, when WWE was in the Barclays Center, uh, a fan a fan. Jumped the the guardrail and attacked a WWE wrestler that goes by Seth Rollins, and he was done with a match. And he went up the ramp, and this guy attacked him, and he said that he he did it, he did it for Finn Balor, he did it for Rikishi, and turns out the reason why he attacked Seth Rollins is because, and this is so stupid. I, when I I heard this, I was like, "Can I? I try to have faith in humanity. And I do a lot of aspects. Other aspects, not so much. But this this just diminished just a good amount of faith I had in, in people and also in the wrestling community. Even though 
we don't claim him. We don't, you know, we don't own him. Uh, we disavow him because any idiot who who gives money to a uh, to a catfish account, someone is pretending to be Seth Rollins, and he was asking for money. And if you're dumb enough to give money to someone that you don't know on the internet, claiming to be someone else, and then it turns out that you you are you just fall for it. I have no sympathy. If you can separate a fool from his money, you, you can't get mad because the fool only gave his money away. So you can't get upset. But the fact that he did that, and also. New York is fucking wild. Like, it's it's crazy that it happened, but I'm not surprised at the same time because some of these fools here in in New York are just just retarded. <laughs> I'm just sorry to say, but when you heard about this, Drew, what what was your, what was your first um, just thoughts on this? Um. Uh, I mean, is Seth really that in debt? Like, Jesus, what does he need money for from strangers on the internet? Uh, <laughs> uh, but when I saw that, because I, I mean, I cover wrestling, but it's just like I can't watch Raw. I can't. If something, if some, if there's something of like interest on Raw, then I'll watch. But for the most part, I don't really watch Raw. I've kind of not really watched SmackDown lately. I mean. <clears throat> I'm, I'll, I'll just say something really quick that might shock a lot of people when I said them. Yeah, the Roman stuff is kind of you know waning on me a little bit, but that's another topic for another time. Right. And NXT, I try to give it a chance, but you know. anyways, it's another conversation for another time. But yeah, yeah. Of, of course, I saw you know the the fan thing. Um, I actually saw it online because I didn't see it live. So when I saw it, I'm like, oh shit. Um. When that happened, it's just like this is the second time this has happened at Barclays, where they've been at Barclays and something happened. You know, there was the the Hall of Fame ceremony, which was, I believe, in twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where somebody, I mean, I don't know how they did it because obviously their security over there sucks. Yeah, where they literally made a beeline for Bret Hart to tackle, and when they were escorting him out, one of the F, one of the FTR guys was just like punching him in the face. Which I'm just like. Oh, shit. <laughs> so saw the video and this big guy and I, Seth Rollins obviously wasn't expecting him because I forgot who said this in WWE you're so like programmed to think everything on the show is happening on the show yep so <clears throat> I'm pretty sure when Seth Rollins was walking out he uh, he thought to himself oh is that Kevin Owens uh, no, that's a, that's a short black man. And then, you know, this guy tackles him. And I can't blame Seth Rollins because it'd be like if you and me were walking down the street and then out of the corner, someone just like tackles him. It's like, we're not supposed to expect that shit. Yeah. So, blindsided. Um, he was literally blindsided. He, he got done yeah. wrestling a match. And, you know, and there were people online saying, oh, Seth Rollins, he's, he's a. He's a pussy. If I was there, I would have, you know, fucked the dude up. But again, liability. You, you know, all these people are. They're just looking. They're just looking to sue. They're looking to, to, to just, you know, legally fuck the other person up. 
And, right. and also, you don't want to do that. You don't want to make the situation worse by it. I listen. I would have like at any time. I would have. I would have gave Seth free reign. Yo, kick this dude's teeth all the way to the to the the cheap seats because you don't fucking do that. And a security sucks there. Like I've been to the Barclays Center a few times, and the security is not good, especially where it's at. I used to live before the Barclays Center was built. I live uh, just very close to the mall. The the arena is right across the street from the from the the two malls, and yeah, it's a crazy area. Used to be a lot safer, but you know, a lot of times change and everything. But yeah, it, it's. It's, it's just crazy that people are out here saying that, yeah, just, you know, if I was there, I would have done this. But you don't know that you uh, don't know what that person's carrying. That's the thing. I.e. I. Chavo Guerrero, which we'll get into that. But, yeah, you know, with Seth, you know, Seth has a lot to think about because I'm pretty sure in Seth's mind he was thinking, I have a kid and I'm married. And, you know, I don't know what this dude's all about. Yep. And, you know, luckily, you know, what is it? Not, not even security. Security didn't do it. Fucking uh, the refs and I, I think Byron Saxon and a few other guys came in to get this guy off. So and here's what a lot of people need to take into account. WWE is a publicly traded company. Yep. If Seth would have, you know, hit this guy, this guy could have easily cried foul. Yep. And Vince does not like lawsuits. So they would have set out of the court eventually. So. Seth can't attack this guy. I mean, Seth got him in a headlock. That's all he could have done, but he couldn't fuck this guy up. And I think he was even Cornette who was saying, you know, the way that the refs had this guy, like, you know, they were holding him and trying to get him out of there. Seth really couldn't do anything. Right. Um, he he, he kind of didn't do him any favors by, you know, saying, is that all you got? Like, I was just like, <laughs> oh, maybe he should have been more clever about it and been like, been like, oh, Oh, you never know what could happen. And like, he should have been more clever instead of just like trying to act like a tough guy when they're staring this guy, with, you know, whatever. But right. uh, with Chavo Guerrero, you know, that stupid tweet, you know, I remember when the, the wrestlers were tougher than the fans, which is just like, I have Eddie Guerrero's book. I've read it like probably five times in my life. <clears throat> There's even an expert excerpt in the book where Eddie even talks about Chavo not understanding the business yeah. and not, he basically just said he's not as tough as he thinks he is. And <laughs> Chavo, there was even a tweet where Chavo talked about Scott Norton. You know, you do know, you know who Scott Norton is, do you? Yeah. Scott Norton is not somebody you want to, you know, talk shit to. No. And he's, a, he's an awfully big guy. Even in his older years, he still looks like he can fuck you up. So, he put out a tweet saying Scott Norton, you know, nobody wanted to work with him. I don't like this guy. This guy sucks. And then Scott Norton just replied, eh, I'll see you soon, Chavo. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure Chavo can maybe whoop my ass. But then again, you know, that's not exactly impressive because anybody can whoop my um, No, nah, don't, don't say yourself too short. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a giant puss. I'll just admit it. I'm a giant puss. So if this guy... If Chavo was walking up the fucking ramp and this guy blindsided Chavo, I think this guy could have pretty fucked up Chavo. I'm just saying. So, yeah. but but it's also that same token of like, you know, with Seth, I'm pretty sure he was thinking, does this guy have a knife? Does this guy have a razor? Does this guy have a gun? Yep. Because 
you can easily just put like a small razor in the back of your phone. Like yep. you, you they have those phone cases where they can't even like detect them on like a, on like a metal detector. Yeah, it's a, a Faraday uh, cage. Yeah, that's right. a Faraday so cage. Yep. You you got to be smart and think. I'm I'm trying not to avoid a big ass lawsuit, so I'm gonna do what I can to hold this guy down until like security and we get help to get this guy the fuck out. So I'm glad Seth's okay. As much shit as we give him, glad he's okay. And then later on the night, he kind of played it off. It was like you know, you know, who's there? Who's there? <laughs> like. <you know. laughs> I'll say this about Seth. He kind of didn't do himself any favors by admitting he was scared. And, yeah. You know, I, I'm not trying to sound like I'm this macho tough guy. I'm really not. But it's just for a guy like Seth, who's supposed to be considered a quote unquote tough guy, who's supposed to be considered a, a badass quote unquote, you don't want to admit that you were terrified. You don't. Like, his answer should have just been like, you know, I didn't expect that to happen. But, you know, what can I do? Like, don't say I was terrified. Yeah. Like, really. Like <laughs> certain things, sometimes people tend to, you know, wreck themselves in the shoot by talking too much. Sometimes you just got to keep it short and sweet because those same words that you use might come back and bite you. And saying that he was like, terrified, it's not a good look. And that's why you have people like Chavo saying this. But, you know, it's easy for Chapo to say a lot of things. And a lot of the people online, too. And it's it's crazy, you know, we, we bring this up because there's a lot of instances where you see people on the Internet acting like tough guys. But then they will never meet meet up with you. They never go and, and, and reach out to that person in real life. You know, oh, come see me outside. I remember back in, you know, back in my day. I used to, you know, I used to see, <laughs> I used to see, you know, people get into fights and they would just meet up. They was like, yo, like, you know, you got beef, you got, you know, you got, you know, you got an issue. And they would, you know, confront each other in person. This is before social media. The internet was in its infancy. And whenever you have an issue with someone, you have to handle it, squash it there. And there would be some people, and this would be the the chowls of the world. They would just go and hide, you know. They they will they will go hide in, in their house, or you know, won't leave their stoop, and they just wait. And that's what you have now, except that you have basically have that that shield that is social media. People can just go online, be anonymous type something then they would just turn off their screen you know turn off their phone turn off the computer and they'll never have to deal with the repercussions i'm all for people being more tough also being more manly having a backbone having a spine because a lot of people in this new generation are just so just just pussies i'm just gonna say like that because and again, not a tough guy. I don't be walking around here like, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the big cheese or or I'm the big shit. But I know when I had to defend myself, defend myself. I'm not about 
just throwing stones and then hiding away. Like if I got an issue with someone, I'm gonna let them know, hey, I got an issue. Let's talk it out. And most of the time, people they turn they turn out to be cool for the most part. And this is one big misunderstanding, but it's the shield that we have nowadays that people can just go and talk shit. No repercussions, no consequences. And it's it's due to social media. There's a lot of these punks, a lot of these cowards, they have this 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 weapon now. And you know, social media, while it's good, it's how we met in social media, me me and Drew. Glad that we're still friends to this day. Yeah. It's due to social media. We we met I met a lot of other people, you know, on his camp. I'm I'm glad to 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 know them and be associated with them. Is a a cool cool bunch of people. But the the bad side, yeah, yeah, of course. Like I'm I'm very grateful for that. Um but uh this is just the the flip side of things. You just have cowards that will go and just, you know, throw rocks, throw stones and no repercussions. And we really need to go back to the time where you, you said something and you didn't back it up. Oof. <laughs> you know, I, I wish we can go back to those days because it will humble a lot of people. Like, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's just the, it's just the, the symptom of the times. Um, let's see. Let, let's talk about, let's go talk about movie trailers because there's a lot of movies uh, that are coming out that I'm interested in. One being Spider Man Far From Home. I know friends of mine, they got tickets, and oh man, unfortunately, I'm gonna miss it opening night, but uh, I'll try to catch it when I can. Uh, we also got The Matrix uh, Resurrections. Uh, I know you're excited um, for Spider Man. Uh, uh, far from home. Oh, excuse me. Uh, uh, no way home. Uh, what? When you saw the latest trailer, I know you. I know you were hyped. I know you were hyped for the, you know for this movie even more than 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 most people were because we we're definitely gonna get. They didn't show them, but we're definitely gonna get. Uh, Toby Maguire. They didn't. They didn't want to reveal it, and this whole thing. Oh my god! Like they accidentally. I forgot who who like leaked it on his YouTube video, but they they show a bunch of screenshots and oh well, you know it's it's you know it's not real, but then turn out to be real, and then they he deleted the video and all this all this stuff. But I'm I'm glad to see all the Spider Mans just. You know, and the introduction to the multiverse. I'm hopefully they they do they do this justice because uh, Toby is one of my favorite Spider Mans. Like that's the Spider Man I grew up with. And uh, Tom Harlan, uh, Holland is. I mean, he he's he's a good Spider Man. He's, he's a very good Spider Man. I'm, I'm. He has that that essence of Peter Parker um, in him. But what what do you think so far overall about the about the film, about all the characters that are in there and the multiverse. I mean, I'm hyped for it because we got our tickets. We're going opening night. Um, and 
it took me 30 minutes to try and get tickets. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> the thing. But, you know, we got our tickets all in there. So I'm hyped for it. Here's what I wish. I wish they only showed one trailer and that's it. Because yeah. I, I want to be surprised, especially in this movie, because this movie is going to be huge. And, you know, the thing, thing that I hate about Sony is in their, like, Sony Spider-Man movies is whenever they show trailers, they like to show the whole movie. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I want to be surprised when I watch this movie, at least, because, <clears throat> I mean, I had an inkling that they were going to bring in um, Green Goblin and Sandman and Electro, and, you know, they already, they made it official it was going to be Doc Doc, but it's just like, I kind of wish they just showed that first trailer, and then that's it. And then make us guess about what's going to happen because, you know, there's already talk about there being another trailer coming out the fucking day before the movie, which I'm just like, you might as well just show us the whole fucking movie. I don't know. I, I mean, I want to be surprised. I want to be surprised that you know I see Andrew Garfield and Toby. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. But then again, Marvel has this way of we want you to think that you're thinking. You know, for for all we know, the trailer, the both both trailers we watch, has only been like maybe twenty minutes of the film, mm. and not even the whole film. So for all we know, the movie we watch is going to look completely different from the trailer. And I don't know. Usually, Marvel likes to fuck with you. Like they'll they'll pull the bait and switch and like, huh? You thought what you were going to see was actually going to happen. <laughs> Like an Infinity War, like the end of the trailer. Yeah. Uh, America and Black Panther and Hulk are running in Wakanda. And then you watch the movie, it's like, that did never happen. Like, what the fuck? So, I'm obviously looking forward to the movie. Um, I can't wait to see it. The day before, it's going to come out early in England. Mm. So, you know, I'm going to say the fuck out of social media. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Be- Instagram. If you have TikTok, I would suggest getting rid of that too because they like to leak shit. Yeah, um, and that's happened to me a few times. Where I'll like, I'll before I even see a movie, I'll look on TikTok and somebody will post like a fucking clip. I'm like, ah, no, you know that. That's how I had the post credit scene for Venom too. Spoil for me. Granted, I already knew it was going to happen, but it's just like I want to see it. Like I don't want to fucking be told. So yeah, but it's going to be a huge movie. I mean. There's no reason why this movie shouldn't be good. It's going to be two and a half hours, which, again, as Marvel fans, we sat through three hours of Endgame. So this is going to be like, you know, like a, like breathing. Though. So there's no reason why this movie shouldn't be good. Um, in some ways, that can maybe be a bad. Like, it, it's like when you hype up a restaurant and you show, you know, come to Joe's where we have chocolate cake. We also have steak. We also have a sushi bar. We also have a chocolate fountain. We also have, you know, make your own burgers. We also have blah, blah, blah. It's like, there's no reason why this restaurant should be fucking good. Right. So, I'm looking forward to it. That, that's all I'm going to say. I'm looking forward to it because it's going to be huge. And, like, no joke, I'm not saying that Marvel's spying on me, but I think Marvel's spying on me. So, right. after I saw Far From Home, you know, spoilers, you know, the ending was, you know, Mysterio fucked over Peter. Like, he, you know, decided to make a, a video message, but, like, fucking with everything, 
making Peter look like the, you know, the villain. And then he revealed, you know, Spider-Man's true identity, which was Peter Parker, which, you know, the whole theory was like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, I had my theories on, like, so what's what's going to happen in the next movie? So he's going to need somebody to help clear his name. So he needs a lawyer. Yeah. And who's a lawyer in Marvel Universe? Daredevil. Yes. And they're bringing in Daredevil. They made the, and, and the fight, you made the announcement recently that Charlie Cox, you know, will be returning as Daredevil. So that's going to be fucking dope. Um, and then I'm thinking, okay, so we have the possibility of the multiverse, even though they kind of said it was a joke, but it has to be real. Um, he's going to be fighting people that are trying to go, they're, they're going to try and go after. Yeah. So this is a, this has to be a sinister six movie. And then the next movie can be him recruiting, you know, different spider people, you know, a la into the spider and then that's when he brings in Toby. That's when he brings in Andrew. That's when he brings in Miles or Spider Gwen, possibly Venom. Possibly. Uh, and that could be, you know, six on six, the Sinister Six versus the Spider Six. Um, again, I'm not trying to say you know Marvel was spying on me, but I think they're spying. So, right, right. <laughs> Goddamn, but they took my idea and made it better, and. It's it's crazy to think about your idea for the next movie is like their next movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, what do I know? Uh, I'm looking forward to it. My only thing is I don't want Venom to be in this movie, and I'll I'll explain why. Because yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask you about that. Um, the, the last incarnation, or not incarnation, but like, well, yeah, incarnation of Venom and Spider Man on live screen. It did not pan out too well. Um, so, at the end of Venom Two, and have you seen Venom Two by the way? No, not yet. That's on my yeah. list. That's on my list to watch before um, uh, this movie comes out. But yeah, do you care if I spoil the post credits? No, I don't. <laughs> okay, so spoilers for everybody. Else. So. I'll just say this: Venom Two was basically the post-credit scene, and that's it. But if you, but I would say still go see it. But anyways, the yeah. post-credit scene is Venom and Eddie are on the run, and they're in some kind of sleazy-looking hotel in like somewhere overseas, and it's raining outside. And then you know Venom and Eddie are talking about something. All of a sudden, and outside, like you see this giant flash of light happen, mm-hmm. and what looks like this kind of seedy hotel in the middle of nowhere it's all all of a sudden you know birds are chirping it's sunny outside and the hotel actually looks better it looks like a five-star hotel mm. and all of a sudden you hear on the tv you hear j jonah jameson jk simmons you know say you know peter parker spider-man you know he's a he's a menace blah, blah, blah. and then you look on the tv and you see tom holland as spider-man and venom is freaking out and you know brock is eddie brock is asking him what's wrong and you know, Venom takes over, and he looks at the he licks the screen and goes, "That guy." Mm. And that's how the movie ends. Like Venom is now in the MCU, which is which is cool. Um, I don't want Venom to be in No Way Home, partly because if we're getting Venom and Spider Man in the same movie, that needs to be its own movie, right? You can't just bring in Venom for like a quick cameo, like a post credit scene. But not a cameo. 
Yeah. That that needs to be Spider-Man 4 or Venom 3. Like, I don't want him to just come in and be like, you know, you, you, what happened? Like, no, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> but that to be Spider-Man 4 or Venom 3. Like, yeah. And, you, you, and hopefully, hopefully that's the case. Yeah. You, you don't want it to be like, um, Batman v Superman and then Doomsday comes in and like when I saw that movie I was hyped and then when they introduced Doomsday I was like you he kind of deserved to be in his own movie and that that was like my main issue with the movie with Batman v Superman and even though I thoroughly enjoyed the Snyder Cut too fucking long they were like trying to do like the whole MCU bit in one movie and you can't really do that. You got to have all the other characters established first. So I get what you mean cuz Venom is a it's it's Venom is a, a huge character. Very uh key character and even though he was in the in the original Spider-Man 3 I wish that he would have had more of a, like, just, he was, he had his own movie with Spider-Man, because again, same thing with with uh, a lot of these movies, they try to cram in too much, you know, just too many characters, too many uh, plot lines at once, and now everyone gets enough time, and I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that, uh, uh, that they do right with Venom and a lot of these other characters are going to be in this movie um, because we all grew up with these characters you know, comic books and TV shows and to see them on the big screen it's it's like a childhood dream for a lot of people so I'm, I'm hoping that they, they do this right and and I agree like at first I was like yeah like Venom being in, in the you know being in, in, in the new Spider-Man movie dope but after hearing your your point, I, I kind of agree because he should be in his own Venom should be in in, in its own movie in Spider Man Four or in Venom Three. It's it's just way too many characters, uh, you know, to have at once, and not everyone gets their you know their just desserts, you know. Right. It's like in the Amazing Spider Man Two when. They crammed in a lot of villains in that movie. Like they barely put Rhino in, and he and he came out at he barely he came out at the end of the movie, and like the fight scene that was supposed to happen didn't even happen. Mm. Uh, uh, and then Green Goblin, I guess you want to call him that, Hobgoblin or Goblin Jr. Uh, well, actually, Goblin Jr. Yeah. Like, he just comes out for a bit part at the end of the movie. He just comes out to quit to kill Gwen Stacy. That's Literally, all they came out to do was just to kill Gwen Stacy, and they kill off Norman Osborn in the beginning of the film. So it's just like you don't do that with a with a big time villain, you yeah. know? Because Green Goblin is Spider Man's villain. I mean, you can make a case for Venom, but Venom Venom's an antihero, you know. And you can say maybe Venom and Spider Man are frenemies, you know, because Venom hates. Spider-Man slash Peter Parker. He's even said it straight shit before. I hate you. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I like you when it's useful. So with Peter Parker and Norman Osborn, Green Goblin, Spider-Man, like that's a personal rivalry because 
you know, in the movie, Peter Parker looked at Norman as almost like a father. And, you know, Norman looked at Peter as a son, even though he already had a son. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they made it personal because, you know, Green Goblin tried to fuck with his life. And, you know, he killed Gwen Stacy in the comic books. He threw her off the Brooklyn, or was it the Brooklyn Bridge or the Washington Bridge? or Which bridge? But, you know, that those two are villains. They hate each other. You know, they hate each other, and at some and some tokens, they understand each other, but they hate each other. Yep. Like, you don't, you, you can't fuck up Green Cow at all. Like, you can't. Like, that's not a villain you can fuck up. And um, I like that Willem Dafoe is coming back because Willem Dafoe is Willem fucking Dafoe. Um, yep. I like that Alfred Moon is coming back because I, of all, like, the of all like the adaptations of, you know, superhero villains and comic book villains, I think his is one of the best because he wasn't really a villain. Like he was a villain, but he had a reason, you know, like he, he tried to do right. He tried to do something that he thought was right for the world. And he ended up killing his wife in the process. So, you know, and at the end of Spider-Man two, you know, he tries to, like he has that great line where he says, you know, I'm not going to, become a monster and he ends up you know destroying this atom that would have you know wiped out New York or part of the world yeah. so I like that he's coming back I, I, I'm digging that Jamie Foxx is coming back as Electro and they're giving him more of an accurate suit and not just making him blue um, but yeah again it's one of those things where it's just like I kind of wanted to be surprised like I already knew they were coming back I would have preferred if they just showed one trailer and then they are just like I'll deal with it for the next two months. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and the fact that they're already talking about, we're going to release one more trailer. I'm like, no, <laughs> I want to be surprised. I want to feel like I'm like, I'm fucking 13 years old and watching Spider-Man for the first time. The, the Tobey Maguire. Like, I, I want to be surprised. I don't want to see it. I don't even want to like see a silhouette. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to do the whole, you know, I don't want, I don't want, the trailer to have Doctor Strange be like, "Well, I got you some help," and then you see silhouettes. Like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to see that. Like, don't show me that at all. And right. more than likely, I'm going to end up watching the trailer. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> we, we know they're going to be it. Like Toby d- rarely does interviews, and he's kind of been being cute about it that he's going to be in. Andrew Garfield is at this point where he wants to like slit his own wrist, where he's like, "I'm not in it." I'm not fucking in it, but you're, yeah. um, <laughs> so, and then there's the possibility of other characters showing up, like maybe Miles Morales, maybe Spider, you know, um, all in all, it's going to be a big movie. It's going to maybe even be bigger than Endgame because Spider-Man is such a, is, is a pop culture phenomenon of a character. You know, like when, before Marvel became Marvel, Spider-Man, X-Men, maybe the Hulk. You can maybe make a case for the Hulk were, you know, pop culture phenomenal. Because everyone knew who Spider-Man Everyone knew who the Hulk was. I mean, Hulk Hogan? I mean, how, how do you think he came up with that? Yep. And, you know, the X-Men later on, the cartoon movie. Um, so, Spider-Man's been ingrained in my, in my youth since I was a kid. I mean, I have figurines somewhere. Where I, I think they're storage. I'm sure it's read the comics. I played the games. Uh, 
watch the movies. So I'm, I'm looking forward. I can't wait for it to happen. I mean, I can't wait for fucking December 16th to rule because that's going to be a long day. Yeah. That's going to be a long day because I, like I said, if you guys need me, don't need me because I'm staying the fuck up with social media. I am not replying <laughs> to any tweet. If you want to like a tweet, go ahead, but do not expect me to reply to anything because I am staying the fuck <laughs> of everything. I don't blame you. I really don't blame you. It's something that you you brought up um, about you know the movie experience and just you know when when we were kids and when we were surprised, generally surprised by something, you know, with movies, just anything, you know, entertainment wise, pop culture wise, we don't have that anymore. And it's due to the fact that just, we just have just social media. Now you you got people spoiling stuff, which me, I, I don't care, but then I care. If it's something that I, I'm really invested into, then yeah, I'm gonna stay the fuck away from social media and all that. But just for the most part, because not everyone is me. But just for the most part, you know, you brought up something, and it's very true. Just the fact of the matter is, we're not surprised that much anymore. We're like, we just got everything. Now we're getting another trailer for No Way Home. And it's like, why do that? Uh, a lot of video games we don't get those surprises nowadays movies entertainment we we just we're just given everything and it's like here you go and it's like oh okay like we're hyped for a minute and then we just oh okay i remember playing well anticipating super smash brothers brawl for the wii that was the last game besides a few that that one that came out this year but in a long time uh i haven't been as hype about, as i was for super smash brothers brawl because we didn't have just the whole entire roster spoiled we didn't have the whole entire cast spoiled we didn't have 10,000 trailers galore we were given every every week we had to wait on the on the smash website this new character's coming out. Oh, this this stage, this whatever is coming out. We don't we don't get that now. We don't get that anticipation. Uh and it's due to the fact that in you know this culture we, we just want everything fast, our food fast, our entertainment fast, um other things fast. And <laughs> and it's it's and it sucks because you really want to be surprised and then you put on top spoilers. You put on top people cannot shut, you know, keep their mouth shut, or they just want to be assholes about it and just spoil everything. It's it sucks because you really want to have that that level of, of of suspense and surprise. And when we do get some sort of surprise, it's always a letdown. It's always oh, that's it. This big this big impending uh climax and when we get it, it's like oh it's not as good as we thought it was going to be and it's 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 it sucks because i really i'm really hyped for this and i've been keeping away watching uh 
I'm just keeping away until the movie comes out so I could be surprised because it's gotten to that point. And, you know, we was talking about that and I, I agree. Like, it, it kind of brought me back to the whole, uh, you know, Super Smash Brothers brawl because that was legitimately the last time in a while that I was, like, surprised. Like, I was hyped and then I didn't get disappointed. The game came out and... We was playing that game for forever, and even now with the new, I don't know if you played the the new Super Smash Brothers for the Switch. I don't. Know. Do you have a Switch, uh, Drew? Yeah, I have a Switch. I have a I have Super Smash Brothers, but I only bought it because um, uh, Julian from Wrestling Court. He was like, "Buy, buy Super Smash Brothers, so I can whoop your ass." I'm like, right, I'll buy it. <laughs> I only played it once, and that's it. <laughs> okay, yeah, like it, it's it's I'm glad that they have so many characters in there but it, it's i guess it's just not for my generation you know like it's 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 a generational game but i guess for me it's like oh okay you know it's it's there i'm happy that it exists i'm happy for everyone who who was waiting for characters like sora and you know characters from other franchises for you know just for the fact that they're in i'm happy for that you know if, if people are happy then by proxy, I have that little bit of excitement and joy because it's it's just something about other people enjoying what the, what they love and having fun with what they what they love. It, it brings me a little bit of satisfaction. But I, I just I was hyped for a bit, and then afterwards, oh, like it's 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 not as hype as it was. Like I still have that soft spot in my heart because of Smash Brothers. But it's not how it was with uh, with Melee that came out in 2001. Or Brawl that came out, uh, I forgot when it came out, but it, it came out right after the, the Wii was was launched. And that was the last time I was like legitimately hyped for, you know, for any game. And that was something that I grew up playing. Uh, people who, who listen to this that know me well. They will tell you. And to me, with movies, with anything related to pop culture, we don't get that that surprise anymore. And, and you know, it's just, again, another symptom of, of the times. It's just so much information. People just want everything now, but then they get angry when they get spoiled. It's like you can't have it both ways. I'd rather wait for a good movie to come out if it's going to take a year, two years. Same thing with a video game. I'd rather it take a little longer if that means we got a better product than just rushing it out. And then when it comes out, people get pissed off because, oh, it sucks. Well, you wanted it right now. So that's kind of on you for wanting to, uh, you know, you wanted to rush the process rather than just leave it alone and just let it play out. And that's something with uh, just with culture, excuse me, with pop culture in general, like just entertainment. Um, people need to learn how to chill, just chill out, L- let it play out, let it, uh, uh, just let it breathe, let it grow organically. And um, want to get your thoughts on that before we we head out. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like what I mentioned earlier. It's just like, I want to be surprised. Like, I, my my girl doesn't watch trailers because, you know, she's, again, she wants to be surprised, but at the same token, she'll, she, she'll, 
she'll say if she watches the trailer, she'll get pissed off because she'll start to create theories in her head. Mm. <laughs> it's just like, no, that didn't happen. Ah, like she doesn't, she'll eventually kind of split for herself. That makes sense. So yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, people nowadays are just not very patient, you know, and I'll admit I'm, I'm, I'm not very patient either, but it's just like when it comes to the shit I like, like movies or games, I want to actually know what's going to happen. Yeah. And games are a little bit different because, you know, I'll use the example of Last of Us, Last of Us 2. You know, the trailer for that, they made sure, you know, we weren't going to know what the plot twist was or like some of the new characters. And then you watch the trailer and you watch and you actually play the game. And you're like, yeah, most of the shit, they really kept it well hidden. Yep. Um, so it's very rare when people can keep things, you know, under, 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 uh, a nice, you know, sheet. Yeah. Under wraps, keep things under wraps. Perhaps, there you go. Yeah. You know, in infinity war, you know, we just talked about that earlier. They made sure to keep the ending away from people. You know, they made sure to show as little shit as possible End game. Same thing. They made sure to show as little shit as possible. Mm hmm. Um, and even though you kind of already knew it was going to happen, like everybody was going to come back, you weren't anticipating how much it was going to like affect you when you actually saw it. Because I'm not going to lie, I can still watch that scene where you hear Falcon on fucking Captain America's you know earpiece saying, you know, Cap on your le- on your left, yeah, and <laughs> all the portals open, and every motherfucker that you know was alive, dead, dusted. Or just alive and dusted, you know, came back to, you know, help Cap against Thanos. And it's just like, I still watch that. And I even like watching audience reactions to it. Yeah, me too. And me too. I get, I get, I'm not gonna, I cry. I get so choked up watching. I'm like, ugh, why is this still, why is this still killing me? Like, why is this still affecting me? But, <laughs> um, you know, back to our point where it's just like, people don't want to be surprised. Like in wrestling, you know, people, will will spoil a wrestler return. Whereas back in the day when the internet wasn't as prevalent, when Chris Jericho showed up debuted on Raw against The Rock, that was huge. Because yeah. we weren't expecting that. We you know, a lot of us weren't in chat rooms or forums where we heard about Chris Jericho's contract with WCW. Because, you know, when I watched WCW and I didn't see Chris Jericho, I'm like, oh where's Chris Jericho at? And then I turn on Raw and Chris Jericho's debuting against The Rock. I'm like, holy shit. Like Chris Jericho's WWF. <laughs> um, whereas nowadays, you already know somebody's contract is going to expire. You already know somebody's leaving. You already know somebody's apparently unhappy because wrestlers don't know how to fucking internet. Right. It comes in a full circle. Um, and it's just, you know, the internet, I think, is maybe the biggest controversy in life not just in wrestling, but in life, because people just don't want to be surprised anymore. And the people that actually do want to be surprised, you know, God bless them, because they're able to avoid this shit like the play. You know, my girl, she's not a big internet person. You know, she has Facebook for certain reasons, but she's not going to use it like I do. She's not going to use the internet like I do. Um, so, yeah, it's just all in all, you know, Things are less enjoyable because people just want to be dicks. Yes. Because there are people that are dicks that want to spoil. Everything. You know, there's the people that are dicks that want to spoil. You know, Spider-Man Three that want to 
you know, post leaked, you know, videos and footage. And then it's just like, don't be surprised if you have 50 angry motherfuckers at your door ready to beat your ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to call you. I'm going to call RJ. I'm going to call Litman. I'm going to call Mish, which Mish doesn't care about the movies anymore. But you're going to have a bunch of angry motherfuckers at your door ready to beat your ass. So, oh, no. That is my story, and I'm sticking to it. And my story it is uh, true. If if there's isn't anything else you want to add, uh, where can people find your stuff? I, I'm I'm used to you telling me, "Hey, Ruben, plug your stuff," but it's it's kind of weird <laughs> me telling you to plug your stuff. So, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me on Spreaker. Uh, Spreaker is my home base for the regular show. Um, <clears throat> On the regular free show that you can hear on Spreaker, it's mainly a wrestling show. Um, sometimes if there's like maybe big news, I will address it. But um, for the most part, it's a wrestling show. Uh, you can hear it on Spreaker. I just did a show the other day with uh, our friend Jeff Littman uh, where yes. we reviewed NXT Warding. So look at that. It's pretty fun. It's a fun show. I say pretty fun, and then Jeff got offended. I'm like, well, dude, <laughs> we were both tired. <laughs> like I, I legit actually nodded off during one of the matches and he said he actually took a nap before the show pre-show we were both tired and he was like Psh. whatever Jim yeah um, it's all good um Patreon Patreon I have a Patreon it's five bucks a month I do a show with Mr. Ruben here it's called Worst of the Worst we review bad movies which uh pretty soon we need to do another episode oh we and will definitely we already have something planned for New Year's Eve which I can't wait to do that. And um, I do a show with a, a podcast, a fellow podcaster by the name of RJ, the Brooklyn Savage, or just RJ. Whatever you call. Um, we do a show called Attack of the Savage Nerds, where it's just us talking about the shit we like, like comic books and movies, and we'll just talk about life. Uh, every now and then we'll talk about wrestling. Like, that show is basically just for me and him, because, you know, we haven't done the show in a minute, and we just recently did our Patreon show on Saturday, okay, and you know we had so much shit to talk about. So that was a fun episode. You know, listen to that for five bucks. And then uh, me and Jeff Lipman do a show from from our lips to your ears, where it's, we try not to talk too much about wrestling and movies, but you know we kind of like the same shit. Like you know, if we're reviewing a TV show because we reviewed Midnight Mass not too long ago, and it's technically his show, so. He'll come up with topics, and I'll just do my due diligence to try to do the research. So, all in all, all that's just for five bucks. Five bucks a month if you go to the Patreon, uh, the Drew Yari show on Patreon. Just five bucks. It's a pretty good deal. Um, yeah, just <laughs> five bucks a month, people. And uh, as far as the, like, social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Drew Yari show. Uh, not a very hard man. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, again, Drew, thank you for, for being on. And we'll definitely chat um, just for future, uh, you know, just when uh, for our show, the Patreon show, when we're going to do that, we'll definitely talk. And for whenever you want to come on, you're more than welcome because uh, I need to have more guests on for sure. Yeah, absolutely, and, and you know you're always invited on the show. Awesome, and again, once again, uh, appreciate 
you being on. We good episode. Uh and I, I mentioned in the beginning that this is this was episode ninety, but I, I double checked. I was like, mm, that that doesn't sound right. But this is episode ninety one. So, you know, professional as a professional here, uh can't keep track. But we're on our way to uh the big one hundred and I have big plans for the under the hundredth episode. I'm trying to figure what those are, but it'll definitely it'll definitely involve video. It'll definitely involve some video. Uh, I got some some things uh, cooking up, and you'll definitely be uh, one of the people that I bring on for that. You know, if if you want, and I'm just trying to have more guests. Just trying to to bring more people on and, and see where that goes. And, and once again, thank you. And people can find this podcast on Red Circle. That is my home uh, for the Room Prime podcast. But we're available everywhere. So if you're an Apple head, if you're Spotify, or if you're on uh, Google Podcasts, which why why would you? I'll go with the the other two, but hey, there's a flavor of uh, uh, of uh, podcasts uh, apps you can use to to watch or listen to to my podca- podcast or any one's uh, podcast. But I do appreciate it. Uh, social media, uh, Twitter, Ruben Prime underscore three, uh, Instagram, Ruben Prime podcast. And Facebook, also Ruben Prime Podcast. With that being said, for Juriari and myself, thank you for listening to the Ruben Prime Podcast. And we will see you later. Peace, everyone. Peace. Peace.